Hello everyone, my name is Anthony Salvato and you're listening to WSJP on Spotify. Today we're very excited to kick off a new faculty spotlight series which will be highlighting various teachers and staff members around St. Joe's Prep. For our first interview, we were able to sit down with the new president of the Prep, Mr. Marinacci, and talk about his past experiences along with joining the Prep and a variety of other topics. Be sure to follow our new page and share this episode with your family and friends. While we may be on Spotify now, you can still find us on Blog Talk Radio for all our live sports coverage of the Hawks. And be sure to follow us on Twitter, SJP Broadcasting or SJPrep underscore sports. Also be sure to check out our new Instagram page, SJP Broadcasting as well. Thank you. Go Prep and enjoy the Mr. Renacci, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thanks. It's great to be here. So I just want to start off. We met you a little bit at the end of the year last year, came into the prep, got to go around and see some of the classrooms. What was it like adjusting with the move and coming to Philadelphia and really settling in? Yeah, um, it's... I'm not gonna uh, not gonna lie to you. It, it obviously is a tough thing to uproot everybody, come to a new city after being in um, in the Baltimore area for over 20 years. Um, last time I did something like this, uh, I didn't have any kids and I had a lot less stuff, so um, there was a lot more to support as we went. But um, as far as the prep piece has been, people have been amazing in trying not only to welcome me here but also make it as easy as possible for me. Uh, I've gotten um, not just a lot of greetings and a lot of warm welcome, but I've also gotten a lot of support. Uh, people offering um, recommendations, uh, willing to lend a hand, um, helping out with pointing me towards resources, whether it be towards doctors for my kids or uh, contractors, uh, if I'm looking for help around the home or something like that. It really, it, it, it's been great. And um, I, I couldn't have asked for something better. Uh, you know, it's like anything else. It's a bit of a challenge, but if you know it's worth it, and you know it's going to be temporary, then you just keep going through the hard parts, look for the good parts, and remember what it's really all about. I mean, I'm so lucky to have this opportunity that, you know, it, it stinks when you're lifting your 500th box of the weekend, but uh, at the end of the day, it's all for great stuff, so you've got to remember to be grateful. And you mentioned being in the Maryland area. What was it like? I know you're originally from New York. Was it kind of like a sense of home coming back to a city yeah. after being kind of in the suburbs for so long. Absolutely, yeah. Um, one of the main reasons uh, that drew me to pursuing the position of the prep was because of the geography. So I love being back in a bigger city than Baltimore. I enjoy Baltimore, but having this idea of um, a scope of a, of a real urban American landscape where you drive from one side of the city to the other and see uh, every aspect of America and humanity and uh, to be in the center of that here is something that um, not only feels uh, familiar, but also um, feels important and uh, privileged, actually, to remember, you know, what we're tied to here. Um, so I'm, I'm loving it. And speaking frankly, um, the resources that a city provides you, everything from restaurants to healthcare to culture, have just been fantastic. Um, so yeah, I love being back in the city again. What was the first thing you wanted to do when you got to the city? Like, after everything was unpacked and you're all settled down here, where do you really want to go or check out in the city? So, I, well, I'm a food guy. So uh, going out to eat has been a big thing. Um, I've been getting steaks, as I've learned the, they're called. Uh, um, and uh, I've, I've, I've hit a few different places there. Um, 
Do we have a favorite so far? So far, uh, Angelo's uh, on, on 9th Street, uh, right below Fitzwater there, <coughs> has been really um, the leader in the clubhouse, but there's been some, some serious competition. So uh, I, I do appreciate it, and I got... I got a lot of places to go still, so I don't. I won't say they're the best. I would say they're my favorite thus far. Um, I've also really enjoyed uh, just getting to know the different neighborhoods. So I'm a neighborhood guy. Philly's a neighborhood place. I love seeing what the neighborhoods have to offer. I enjoyed going to Chinatown. Um, I loved uh, swinging down uh, by uh, the university, uh, that area over there. Um, and really, uh, commuting back and forth, um, you know, I'm out uh, in the Chestnut Hill, Winmore area, commuting back and forth, I've tried to find as many different ways as possible into school, A, to prepare for traffic, uh, but also B, to really get to know different parts of the city, right? So I've swung out and come down broad, I've done the, 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 the ridge, the Henry to Ridge way, I've done the Kelly Drive. Something I really want to do is actually uh, get up and down Kelly Drive on foot. Um, you know, I come by there every morning. I see folks out there enjoying the river, um, which is great. Uh, I've enjoyed going by the museum. I've yet to get to the zoo, dying to get to the zoo. And I'm really looking forward to, once things are okay, um, COVID-wise, checking out some live music because there's a lot of great venues here and I, I really can't wait to get into them. Um, so um, there's a long list to do. Yeah, like you said, a lot of concerts around here recently. And then the zoo is always been a staple around here. I've been trying to go for a little bit now, just but COVID is really a struggle. Um, we have to talk about this. As WSJP, we do a lot of sports, and unfortunately, you root for a lot of bad guys being from New York. So <laughs> what's the deal with some of these New York teams? Well, fortunately for you, they're fairly terrible at what they do, so uh, I'm not posing much of a threat right now. I guess there was a, a moment of brilliance there by the Mets until everybody realized that uh, there were two pitchers away from stinking and uh um that's where they are now um you know listen I, i'm willing to call a lot of places home uh philadelphia is one of them and i'm proud to call them home but i would no sooner give up the mets and the jets than i would ask anybody who relocates to new york to give up the phils and the eagles that's for sure now i will say i'm as i've stated i'm very much okay with the eagles being a jets guy as long as there's not a jets eagles super bowl or Next week in preseason or at the end of the season when the Jets and Eagles meet, I will be rooting for the Jets. But other than that, I'm okay with the Eagles as an NFC team. I enjoy watching the Phillies. I actually went to a Philly game a few weeks ago. I enjoy watching the Phillies. I've enjoyed watching them play these last couple of weeks, mostly in their inconsistency. It's almost like being a, uh, um, uh, a uh, anthropologist out in the field, right? You get to observe something from a distance and watching this inconsistent collapse that's taking place, I'll be honest, has been fun, mostly because of listening to Philadelphia Sports Radio in the morning. That is pretty amazing stuff right there. I will say, Philadelphia fans are informed, loyal, passionate, and uh, don't lack an opinion. So I've enjoyed that. Yeah, Monday mornings on WIP is some of the greatest car rides <laughs> in school you can have, especially after an Eagles loss. Uh, Tufts it is. It has some great opinions on there. Um, you said the Mets, but you're from the Bronx. You mind telling us a little bit about that? Back yeah, then? yeah, yeah. So um, I had an uncle who really was responsible for bringing us up uh, in terms <coughs> of our sports legacy. Um, and uh, while I was very close to Yankee Stadium, he was a Mets fan. Um, going back to his upbringing, uh, attached to uh, the Dodgers. Um, and when the Dodgers left New York City, uh, no, no self-respecting Dodgers fan would root 
for a team in LA, and no self-respecting Dodgers fan would root for the Yankees. So uh, after the Mets came in and took their place, um, that's who he adopted as a team, and then he passed that on to my brothers and I. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's a generational curse. Yeah, tough one here. Um, <laughs> so, do you have a favorite player out of any of these uh, teams or favorite athlete as of right now that you've been watching recently that you just really can't get enough of? <laughs> um, Doesn't have to be New York. Can't get enough of, huh? <laughs> That's an interesting one. Um, I'll tell you, with the Olympics having just happened, um, you know, the swimmers just amaze me. I've been watching, you know, Katie Ledecky. I've been watching, um, uh, you know, the Australian swimmers. Um, it's a skill set that's so foreign from anything I have that I, I'm just so blown away by having watched them recently. Um, and, you know, it, it, yes, I know how to swim, but there's such a clear difference between... <coughs> swimming and being a swimmer and these folks are, are just so incredibly talented and it's true for anything that you watch at the olympics to be able to do at that level um athletics wise i'll be honest uh in terms of professional sports i'm gonna say something here i'm gonna put it out there uh i was against the drafting of zach wilson i'm going to be wait and see on zach wilson so i'm not gonna buy into any of that hype but i'm watching him closely um as a jets fan um I'm watching the quarterback situation of Philadelphia very closely, mostly with a smile, just because uh, it looks just like something that would happen in the Jets. Um, I will say, uh, I really like the way Justin Fields has been looking out in, in Chicago. Uh, I've enjoyed watching him develop as a player over time. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, th there, there's a lot there. Um, the other thing is I'm really excited to see how the prep guys do, right? I mean, you know, you got DeAndre Swift out there, who I really enjoyed his style of running before I came to the prep, and now I have a vested interest in rooting for him, of course. <laughs> and then uh, our guys were out in college there. Um, and I've really enjoyed the Browns the last couple of years and their growth. Um, contrarian opinion when I was in Baltimore, but having Coach Stefanski out there gives me another reason to, to kind of keep a close eye on them. So, uh, yeah, there, there, there's a lot to look forward to. Um, and then as a Mets fan, you know, Alonzo is just fun to watch when he hits the ball. So, Yeah, some good stuff there. Uh, I kind of agree with you with the Zach Wilson. I thought it was a little high until uh, I know the front office wanted Trey Lance, and he's struggled a little bit in training camp, so definitely something to watch. Fields has looked great this preseason. And like you said, we have a lot of prep guys in college now, uh, Marvin Harrison, Kyle McCord, even Samir Higgins at Duke, and then... Jeremiah Trotter, Clemson. So mm -hmm. we have more of these current prep players actually practicing right now. Um, what do you expect to see from them this season? Can we see you at some of these games? Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I won't just be at the, the prep football games. I'll be at a lot of prep events. Um, you know, <laughs> hey, I, I could echo what uh, Coach Rogan has told me uh, about the football team, but I'm sure you have him on tap for a future interview as well. So I'm, I'm not going to steal his thunder. Um, I just know how much it takes to commit to playing a high school sport while you're a high school student, particularly at a school like this. So to watch these football guys and all these other guys practice throughout the summer has been amazing. I made it out to a football practice. The discipline and the structure that these guys were working with was impressive. And I know as they launch into the season, they're going to have their challenges. And listen, we graduated a lot of talent from what I understand, and I look forward to watching that talent at the next level. 
but it's a great opportunity for new talent to emerge. So I think we'll be competitive. The thing I'm most certain about is that we'll be representing the prep in a great way. And I don't just mean in terms of wins and losses. I mean, in terms of what we do, how we do it, sportsmanship and care. Um, I know we will. Um, privately, uh, what I'm really looking forward to, in addition to seeing all those things, I, I got to be honest, I'm really looking forward to going to a, a bowling match. I don't know if it's called a match or a game. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, it's been a long time since I've been someplace that's at a bowling team, since I was in high school. So uh, I'm excited to get out there, not because I'm a avid bowler, but I think it'll be a fun group to go root for in the sense that I love bowling alleys, right? And uh, go get some bowling alley food, uh, root the team on hard, uh, watch what the competition looks like. I understand we had a good season last year, so... I'm excited to get to all of it, ultimate frisbee and soccer, and yeah, it's gonna be great. So um, that's the part of school life that I love is getting to see the guys do what they're passionate about. And I'm sure the bowling team will be very excited to hear this. Um, they catch a little bit of heat from the guys here on the school just because of the sport. Not a lot of people show out, so to have a little bit more of a fan base there would be great for them, especially some of the other sports. Um, and we have a media day coming up tomorrow, actually, for some of the fall sports, cross country, golf, soccer yeah. and then football this Saturday so it'll be good to see the guys in uniform getting back and a little bit of an opportunity for you to meet some of the players is there any sport any other sports you're really looking forward to this season uh, this season um well you know I honestly all of them um and I know that's a safe answer but I I just I just love athletics and some of it is because of my personal experience either as a coach or a player and some of it is just because it's things that I Listen, it's shocking when you look at me, I know, but I'm, I'm not a cross-country guy, right? So to, to go out and see those guys every day, I love watching the meets, but really what impresses me is that they're willing to go out and run every day as practice. To me, that's, that's part of something else that you do because running is just so hard that you want to do something else. So to see them go out and do that, I mean, soccer, it, again, it's a skill set I don't possess. Uh, the idea of being able to run full speed while managing to control a ball with your feet at the same time is just astounding to me. And, you know, I love to hit golf balls. I would never call myself a golfer. I'm excited that it's actually a uh, fall sport here. Um, I'm used to it being a spring sport, and 90% of the matches get rained out, and then they all happen over, like, two weeks. So to have it here in the fall will give me a great opportunity to really go see it. Um, and get to see some of the, the golf courses around here. There's a lot of beautiful courses, and uh, I'm excited to go root our guys on in a, in a polite golf etiquette way. So. so we mentioned some of the sports I just want to talk about now. Have Are there any activities or like events you've heard about here at the prep, like the turkey bowl or the March Madness bracket or the Thanksgiving giveaway or the food drives that you really yeah. want to be a part of? So the uh, certainly the Thanksgiving giveaway, certainly <coughs> uh, the food drives. Um, on the weekends that we have here, the neighborhood cleanups, that's something I'm looking to get into. I really want to see the shows, the Cape and Sword doing their shows. Uh, I've heard amazing things about. And then there's that discovery process, right? Because I've heard about some of these things. But then there's things that I don't know about, right? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what the March Madness bracket entails. I don't know what every club is and what they do and, and how they kind of connect it to the, to the campus at large. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to discover those things, right? Um, I, I met with uh, Mr. G, and uh, when we were talking about the different clubs, and I, it's, it's mind-blowing that there's something here 
for everybody to connect. And that, um, if I could plug something here, it would be my urge to everybody in the school, be connected. It, 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 don't, don't be a, a, a 245 guy. Don't get out of here at 245. There's too much good stuff going on. So, uh, so be connected. And that's, that's for our, our students and our adults both. Just This place is great. The more connected we are, the better we are. Yeah, that's another thing with, I think you kind of missed some of the stuff with COVID, and I hope some of it can come back, is Thanksgiving Day is huge here. Like Thanksgiving, like right around there before we get off, there's the Turkey Bowl, which is a two-hand touch football tournament that runs all throughout November and then ends on our last day after the food drive and the walkout for stuff. And then March Madness is 515 basketball, and you can make your own teams and it's through the different grade levels. So. It just really like some of those like more brotherhood events. I think they really take a liking to here at the prep, and I think it'll just be a pretty cool school year. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Where where does the uh, where does the football game take place? I believe it's all in the field house. Okay. Some of it's... Oh, so it's indoor. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Maybe we should get it at Franklin Field. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm looking forward. I'm I'm going to Franklin Field for the first time to come. You know, root on the prep. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited for that. So just some more fun questions, not sure. like uh, prep-based. Uh, what's your favorite holiday since we're on the topic of talk about <laughs> Thanksgiving? Is there anything that... Oh, man. Um, different reasons, right? Uh, I love um, I love Thanksgiving, uh, to be honest, um, and not just because of the food. Uh, I think it kicks off a, a, really a season of, of gratitude that... that is on a national level, obviously, but um, it really does. I love that time of year. I love that weather. I love the traditions that go with it. Um, you know, Christmas is obviously something that, uh, as a Catholic, is near and dear to me. Um, but I'm, I also love the, the Advent season. Uh, it's a great time of uh, reflection and uh, <coughs> reconnecting with... Um, uh, you know, for me, I, and I think I speak for a lot of people here, uh, you know, maintaining a, a consistent and authentic prayer life is something that kind of comes in, in, in waves. Uh, and um, I, I always find Advent is a time of uh, really great opportunity for reconnection. And that leads me right to Lent where, you know, soon after where you have that renewal of that examination. And um, so, yeah, um, that Thanksgiving to Christmas time is almost if you look at it as one big uh, celebration of gratitude, reconnection, prayer. Uh, I would say that holiday season for me is just tremendous. Um, getting past the commercial aspect sometimes is, uh, is, is, is a bit daunting, right? But um, really stepping into that, uh, that, that gratitude and connection piece is, is huge. Um, and then I do love Easter as just a, a time of rebirth, right? Uh, it, it's so much becomes new again. So I ducked your question by not picking one, but if I were to pick one, I would say it's the Thanksgiving kickoff into Advent season that really, really gets me, uh, get, gets me going. Um, I enjoy it. I think it's a great time with all the family and everything, just starting off really the Christmas season. It's also a great time. Like you said, Advent is great leading into just all the reflection. And um, so you talked a lot about the food for Thanksgiving being big part of why you like it is cooking a hobby for you that you also enjoy or is yes yeah um I do love to cook um uh my wife and I um we both are 
uh, really enjoy cooking and um, uh, we're, we're good cooks and um, we, we, we kind of battle over who gets to cook what when, uh, which is fun. Um, and you know, that's something that I'm really looking forward to learning more about is uh, where to go get the best ingredients of what I'm looking for. Um, you know, I grew up in the same way I think probably a lot of people in Philadelphia did where you go to the supermarket for groceries, but when you're looking for meat, you go to a butcher, you're looking for bread, you go to a bakery, you're looking for fish, you go to a fishmonger. So learning where those are good, what, which of those spots are gonna be the right ones for me, uh, I'm, I'm excited, I'm figuring out. So, and I'm taking recommendations. And there's plenty of options here in the city. Absolutely. Everywhere around here. Um, where are some of the other hobbies besides cooking? Oh yeah, so um, I do like to garden. Uh, and that vegetable garden, but also doing landscaping in general. Um, I do, uh, I'm an English guy uh, in terms of major, so I love reading. Um, I don't get to do it as much recreationally as I like. I read a lot for, for work, so um, my eyes get a little tired at the time. But, uh, you know, I've taken it actually um, crossword puzzles the last, uh, last couple of years. Um, you know, unfortunately, I, I can't make it through uh, the whole times on the weekend, but I always find a way to get to the crossword puzzle. Um, and, uh, you know, these days, not as much as I'd like, but I gotta get back in the routine. I, I do enjoy exercising. Um, I find that it, it, it helps me sleep better. It helps me um, uh, keep balance better uh, in terms of exercise, you know. I do really enjoy riding uh, and, uh, I, I, I loathe running, but I do it because I know how good it is for me. Um, and uh, anything else I can, I tend to be a competitive person, so if I'm not competing against somebody else, uh, I will keep track of times and distances and things like that, not because they're any good, but because I need something to shoot for. So um, yeah, I, I enjoy doing that and putting a basketball hoop up in my driveway, so uh, I think uh, my kids and I will have some free throw contests and we'll go from there. So you mentioned an English major you taught at your previous school, if I'm correct. I did, yes. I taught, uh, let's see, I taught Latin one at one point. I taught uh, English several times. I taught, uh, it was a six through 12, so I taught a sixth grade theology class. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love teaching. Uh, it's the teaching and coaching. It's the best way to get to know a group of guys uh, at another level. Um, I would love to do it here after I get settled in, uh, figure out what that would be. Uh, and. You know, my favorite group to teach, I say this all the time, are sophomores. Um, because, uh, you know, in the second semester, like, they're not scared anymore like freshmen are, you know. So that kind of, they get a little edge on them, you know. You get in their true selves. And then uh, by the second semester, you start to get glimpses of the men they're going to become. So I find that to be a, a really great group to work with. I enjoy it a lot. So you mentioned Latin 1. Uh, what do you think about the Latin requirement here at the prep? And do you think it's beneficial to the students. It's been a long time debate for yeah. the students and there's been a lot of critics over the years, but I'm, I'm sure. Um, uh, yeah, listen, um, I think Latin's tremendously beneficial, right? Um, I was the recipient of five years of Latin, uh, and I had a similar requirement in my high school. Um, I did both Latin and, uh, Italian as my modern language. I did four years of Latin and three years of Italian in high school. Um, the Italian didn't stick so much, unfortunately, but the Latin kind of stuck around, and I think because I've gotten to use it a bunch, but also um, the Latin uh, provided structures and ways of thinking and connecting languages that I wasn't able to make. I wasn't taught 
or wasn't clear to me uh, in learning English. So my English, uh, my understanding of the English language got much better through my education in Latin. I think it's of tremendous value. As, term, as far as the requirement goes here, I do think everybody should be exposed to classical language at some point. How we have it structured and uh, what, what that means, that's Mr. Cavacos's job right there. And uh, I have an opinion, and uh, my opinion is about as good as your guys' opinions, because um, it's ultimately up to Mr. Cavacos <coughs> what that looks like. Um, and uh, his work with the academic leaders of the school, I'm confident they'll be doing it, what's in the best interest. I will say that the Jesuit tradition, um, in terms of formulating education, they have consistently stuck by the practice of teaching classical languages as being um, part of the disciplines that they want students to learn, not just because they think the content of Latin is important, but because the connection to the classical roots of liberal arts is, connect, is, is crucial to, to the Jesuit way of learning. Um, what does that have to look like in terms of requirement? Again, I'm gonna kick that over to Mr. Cavacos. Smart move. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's important and I will not go on record with the decision. <laughs> Good choice. Uh, switching gears a little bit, I just want to talk about for some of the students walking around, they may notice the president's office has moved. You were down where the old admissions was. What was the decision for that for you? Yeah, um, J Hall uh, is a great space, and the president's the former <coughs> president's office was in a in a, in a really nice um, location. Uh, what I noticed though is that um, that hallway is mostly adult functions. And uh, I wanted to be where there'd be high student traffic. Uh, I wanted to be where the majority of learning is taking place, which is in Villager Hall. I know there's classrooms upstairs in J Hall, but um, I quickly got the feeling that I might be able to go a whole day if I wasn't conscious <coughs> about it without seeing another teacher or student, right? Um, if I'm just kind of meeting with uh, the administrative folks over there. So um, I just wanted to get someplace where there'd be more school action. Um, and so, uh, there was room here. Uh, Mr. Abington is uh, moving on over to uh, to an office in J Hall, and so I'm uh, happy to turn over the old presidential spaces to uh, student functions to try to get more students on that hallway because I know there's the the computer center on the end of the hallway there, and uh, I wanted to bookend it with an opportunity to get some guys in activity spaces there. I think I'm not a small guy, but I don't need as much space as I had there, so. There's an opportunity there for student usage, which I'm happy for. And it definitely seemed like it was a little removed from, like the students, as you said earlier. And I think it was really cool. Now there's opportunities for the students to go have their own offices for the different clubs here at WSJP. We're going to have one, and then yearbook, student council, and the Hawkeye will all have their own spaces mm -hmm. to just work on their stuff. And I don't know if you've had a chance to see one of the Hawkeyes completed and like go through all that, but it's very professional, very and uh, very well done. And as, and so is the yearbook and the yes. student council. And Absolutely. Just like really see it. The yearbook has been saving me this summer because every time somebody's name pops up for a meeting, I open up the yearbook and look to make sure I know who it is. And that's how I'm going to learn people. I've, I've been studying the yearbook for six weeks now. So thank God we have it. It's helpful. So I think that about does it here for time for us. Is there anything okay. else you want to add before we... Yeah, listen. Um, you know, we are coming uh, back to school... Uh, after being apart, right? Um, so here's what I would say, my message to the whole community is make sure you build in time to reconnect with this place, these people. Um, don't assume we're just gonna be able to step right back and pick up where we left off. Let's be intentional about it, right? So 
sit down, talk to somebody who you haven't talked to in a long time when you get back. Um, there's, 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 there's juniors here who've lost a year and a half of their time on campus. There's sophomores here who've spent less than a month or two on campus. And there's freshmen here who this is all new for and they're, they're scared coming from all different places. And the seniors, it's on them to kind of show the way, all right? So let's, uh, let, let's, let's get together on this. Let's reconnect um, in a way that is uh, intentional, that's in line with our mission, and that is, uh, that's fun, right? Uh, we're here, I understand. Um, not every moment of a school day is fun. I get that. But uh, the opportunity to be here in this place now is such a privilege. Um, let's not forget to be positive um, and remember with gratitude that we're together. So uh, I can't wait to be together with everyone. Well, thank you for taking the time to sit with us. I know you had a very busy schedule today, but it was nice to get this interview out there just so the community can get a little bit more information about you. And that'll about do it here for us for, here at WSJP. Be sure to follow us on at SJP Broadcasting on Twitter and at SJPrep underscore sports on Twitter as well. And be sure to look at us, check us out on Blog Talk for our live shows, our football games coming up soon, and our media day coverage in the following week. Thanks. Have a great day. Go Prep.